My name is Matt Brown. It's still real to me, damn it! And let's start the show. The validity of wrestling keeps sticking in people's craws, and honestly, I just don't get it. Wrestling isn't real, they say. Star Wars isn't real, I reply, and a frosty silence descends over Christmas dinner. In WWE, women give birth to hands, a hillbilly cult straight up steals people, and you're the brave soul who's going to break it to me that it's fake? Bravo, hero. Here's your special medal. everybody it's february 1st february is right here right now and we're so happy for you to join us my name is matt brown and i am the host of the productive conversations podcast and i am so happy you can join us and i appreciate you joining us the greatest listeners fans and followers in the world welcome back i appreciate you and for our new friends listening welcome to the show it's nice to have you with us what's going on like I said, it's February 1st. We're glad you're here to join us right here, right now. And I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy you have joined us. I really am. But let's start the show and let's get rolling. Just a few reminders. Please like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms if you haven't already. And please leave a review. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you dislike. Let me know any criticism positive or negative towards me as a host and i will hear it out and appreciate it so please do that and also like and subscribe the productive conversations podcast on youtube for other exclusive ways to find stuff on the productive conversations podcast go to our instagram at productive conversations podcast and check out my personal one matt brown 300 on instagram at MattBrown31 on Twitter. And yeah, by the way, guys, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year, Super Bowl week. Oh, man, I love it. Usually Super Bowl week also follows the Royal Rumble, which we will get into shortly. But Super Bowl week, we have an episode pretty much every day this week. Monday through Thursday, we have guests. And then Friday, we have a special We have a special bonus Productive Conversations podcast regarding an awesome announcement, and that will be we are selling merchandise regarding the Productive Conversations podcast. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle and Taylor Brands, we will be selling Productive Conversations apparel, we will be selling mugs, we will be selling stickers, we will be selling masks, all with the brand of the Productive Conversations podcast. Again, that's t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, stickers totes, backpacks, notebooks, pens, post-it notes, postcards, greeting cards, invitations, travel mugs, regular mugs, water bottles, and other miscellaneous stuff from masks to help us beat this virus to phone covers and all of that. We will have a promo code ready and at a very reasonable and affordable price, you could get exclusive merchandise from the Productive Conversations podcast. Again, this is all made possible because of our friends at Taylor Brands and Zazzle. So really exciting stuff. More information on the merchandise coming this Friday regarding the Productive Conversations podcast. So what's the show going to be on today? Well, as I said, Super Bowl week, very exciting, and I can't wait for it. And I'll talk a lot about it this Thursday. 
and I'll give my official predictions for the big game. And I also bring a Chiefs fan on the show, so it's going to be really interesting to pick his brain on what he thinks about the big game. But yeah, also regarding this very big week, it already started off with the Royal Rumble. Yes, wrestling, WWE's big event, the Royal Rumble. Now I get it. When you hear wrestling, professional wrestling, there's various opinions. People love it. People hate it. People find it entertaining. People often say it is fake. And if you heard my hopefully friend someday, Adam Blompier, say, we're not stupid. We understand that wrestling is fake. You know, when you have cults stealing people, when you have people literally attempted murder and kill people on the show, when you have, um, I mean, just some very cringeworthy gimmicks and, you know, when people don't hit and they act a certain way, aka selling, you understand that wrestling can uh, spin heads. But on the contrary, if you lose yourself into it, let the writing, let the characters, and let the entertainment aspect of wrestling consume you in, then it's genuinely one of the most coolest forms of storytelling, and it's just so entertaining for all. Seriously, if you were a kid watching wrestling, if you were, if you're an adult, and you just let yourself get lost into it and just see these awesome characters, whether it's The Rock or John Cena, Stone Cold, uh, the new guys from Roman Reigns to The Fiend and all that. It is quite an entertaining thing to watch. And, you know, that's just what's great about wrestling. It can be really fun and entertaining to watch as long as you let it be. As long as you let it be. And that's what the case is for me. Now, I consider myself the most passionate, casual fan of wrestling. I don't watch it every single time or day, but the big events, the special events they call them used to be pay-per-views, but now special events, whether it's a Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, I will do my best to tune in and keep in the loop of what's going on. Or I just ask Ryan Page, who will join us today for the Productive Conversations podcast about wrestling, um, and he can inform you what's going on and the silliness, but also the cool, entertaining aspects of it. So, yeah, that's what the show is based on. And it's appropriate today to do that because, as I mentioned, last night was the Royal Rumble, which is arguably one of the more exciting events for wrestling. And it's a time when casual fans come to watch it. So I figured, why not do this podcast right after the Rumble, falls on Monday, and I'll bring some wrestling fans and passionate fans to talk about this craft and what is cool about it, what's not cool about it, but um, I'm just bringing people to explain why they love wrestling, and I'm somebody who's a wrestling fan and enjoys it. So having said all that, my two guests this afternoon will join me to talk about the cool things about wrestling, the not-so-cool things about wrestling, our favorite wrestlers, favorite wrestling memories, and just we talk, and then we're just going to talk about what makes wrestling such a cool and entertaining avenue. So my two guests today to talk wrestling and geek out on it are two returning guests, Ryan Page, my co-host on the tweet cap and very good friend and the biggest wrestling fan i know joins me today and then we also have the incredible aj fernandez aka aj the man coming back on the show to talk wrestling with me so this is gonna be fun this is gonna be entertaining 
And even if you're a person who thinks wrestling's stupid, if you think it's fake, if you're not going to give it a chance, I guarantee you, hear us out on this show, you might have a different perspective. And you'll see what we see as we lose ourselves to to just get entertained. And that's what's going to make this show really, really special. And I think everybody will enjoy it. So having said all that, AJ Fernandez, Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let's start the show. Let's get into it. beautiful snowy night i have two of the coolest people and i'm so happy to have them come back to talk about the very entertaining fun and sometimes hard to understand but when it's understood it's really great and that is professional wrestling so with that welcome back to the show ryan page also my tweet cap He's also a host of the Tweet Cap with me, but also a good friend. Ryan Page is back on the show. And we also Three times, have... baby. <laughs> yes. The third timer around for you. And then for the second time, we have my newest friend. Well, seriously, I really mean it. I genuinely think he's one of the coolest guys I know. And him coming back tonight just shows why. But Anthony Fernandez, welcome back to the Productive Conversations podcast. What's going on? You brought the Jersey Boys for wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but... I, I had the best experts, and, man, I wouldn't want to talk with anyone else right now. So, like I said, all wrestling for today's show. No prize questionnaire this time, but we have some other cool things in store. So, I guess, before we get into anything, just tell me right off the bat, and then we're going to talk about the big, and then we're going to reflect on the big wrestling event that just ended out minutes ago but we'll start with ryan then we'll go with aj tell me why do you like wrestling ryan you go first yeah i mean i've liked it since i was a little kid um i stopped watching when i got a little older and then in college i re started watching again i was bored i was studying in my room flipping through channels monday night raw was on and from that point forward i was back in but when i was younger i actually knew somebody who was on the show uh, not as a wrestler but uh as a character um and he played trish stratus's uh boyfriend when that <laughs> Mickey James, oh, wow. the guy that they uh, they beat up a bunch and he got arrested, it was a whole thing. <laughs> but he was my karate teacher. Uh, Jason Iannacone is his name. And so he told us all to watch. And so we did because we were little kids. We're like, yeah, we got to watch Mr. Iannacone on TV. And from that moment on, I was like, this show is great. I have to watch it every week. And then I switched to SmackDown because I was young and my mom didn't like me staying up to 11 because Raw used to be mm-hmm. 9 to 11. She didn't like that. So she was like, Friday nights to 10 o'clock, we can handle. So I watched SmackDown for most of my childhood until I got a little older and I could choose what I wanted to watch. All right. What about you, AJ? What got you into wrestling? Honestly, uh, while uh, while Ryan was talking, I was trying to think of uh, just a reason why, but I just can't think of one. It's um, – <laughs> I, I yeah ever since yeah. I can think ever since I can like think at all in my life it's just been there so you know Perfect. that's still a great reason you know for yeah. uh for me I'd have to say um 
I remember I remember when I was really young, like six or seven years old. I don't know. I was just visiting my dad in his room and flipping through channels. And like, again, this is like this is uh, like this, I guess, would be either 99 or 2000. Well, that would make me more four or five. But um, yeah, so four or five years old. And uh, I remember the very first time I saw The Rock do what I would learn to be a promo. That's genuinely the first time. My very first image. I was like, wow. Not knowing that wrestling was a thing. Um, I just saw this dude just kill on the mic. I was like, who's that? And that first got me into wrestling for a bit. And then like... Around 2005, like fifth grade, um, my youngest brother or my middle brother, Brendan, liked it. And then I just hopped on the wave, John Cena, all that cool jazz. Of course. Then, yeah, then I stopped watching in about high school. Like, Same. It was uh, the, the last match I remember watching somewhere on the reg was the uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, oh, really? WrestleMania 26 the career ending match. Oh, wow. That's when I stopped. And then, yeah, I didn't watch in high school. Didn't watch. Um, I paid attention briefly when the rock came back because that's why I got still, I, I mean, he's right here. <laughs> that's the man. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I was in college. I was pledging fraternity at the time and we were just doing some stupid rush thing or pledging thing. And somebody mentioned like, Oh, Dude, The Undertaker, his streak ended, and I had no reference to wrestling whatsoever. And I was like, wow. I, I Even I knew, like, man, that's that's really crazy. Oh, I, heard, I didn't know that. And then I, um, that's what brought me back, that I saw Roman Reigns doing a workout video. One of the main reasons why I started taking fitness seriously was because of him, and I've been hooked ever since, and uh, don't plan to change. So, as we see, all over the place with our wrestling fandom, but... Um, <laughs> That brings us here together. So speaking of wrestling, and uh, we'll get more into uh, wrestling in, in general, but one of the probably the main thing bringing us here today is one of wrestling's biggest events, if not, you know, they say WrestleMania, obviously the big one, and they say SummerSlam's second biggest, but then I think the Royal Rumble is something that everyone enjoys, casual fans, hardcore fans, even uh, I got my younger brothers watching it today because the Royal Rumble <laughs> is such an interesting event. So Royal Rumble like 2000. football. <laughs> Literally, man. Family comes together. It's a, it's a nice, sweet thing. So, I mean, why don't we talk as a whole on the Royal Rumble first? Then we'll go quickly go into each match. Okay. And um, then we'll hop it from there. So, AJ, tell me as a whole, how'd you feel – the 2021 Royal Rumble win. Um, not how, not like how I suspected it to be. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Edge won. I, I wasn't. I, I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> um, but I don't know about you guys, but I kind of felt like it was a little bit shorter, like as a whole pay per view. Oh, it was super short. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was a lot shorter than like you, like you know, the usual ones that you know we've been uh, getting, like the three hour ones and stuff like that. But I don't know why. Yeah, it felt super short. It was it was quick. Yeah, I, I think, agree with you. 
Yeah, I think one of my favorite matches, though, of the night was probably Roman and Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, Paul Heyman did his best to ruin that match, but uh, it didn't work. It still was a really good yeah, match. Yeah, the referee had to stop the count, too. <laughs> yeah. The, <that> <laughs> I, thought, I thought Roman was going to knock out another referee. <laughs> I, really, I was like, what are they going to do? Gonna <laughs> swipe his legs out from under him or something, or Kevin Owens is going to accidentally hit him. Closer. Yeah, hey, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. They tore the house down that night, though, tonight. Yeah, they did. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Insane. And what do you think, Ryan, as a whole for the, the event? Then we'll go through each. So, so we don't have a lot of matches to go through. Yeah, go no, it was match. it was good. Uh, it was it was very good. I think 2018 and then I think last year were both better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these last four, 2018 through now, have been really good Royal Rumbles, like four in a row. Um, yeah. So you know I'm, they're in good company. I don't think it's like this one was markedly different or worse than those. Uh, I thought it was kind of short on the the star power of like the returning guests. <laughs> Carlito, uh, Chris, personally, no, I liked Carlito. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I mean, but when Carlito is probably. Jacked. He is, yeah. No, he came back looking great. But like when Carlito's one of your biggest surprises, to me that feels like you probably I mean Christian too, and obviously that works well with Edge being the winner this year. So I don't know. The women's one in particular, Victoria and I think Jillian, those are the only two people. Everyone yeah. else was NXT. I'm like, like what is Lita doing? <laughs> but in everything. Beth Phoenix works for the company, like yeah. as an announcer on NXT. Just be like, hey, lace up. <laughs> you know, don't even, have to go even that just long. for a minute, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just for a couple minutes, just go in there, get the the big star power thing. I mean, like I said, the Jillian Billy Kay was funny or whatever, but like I felt they were low on the star power, which whatever is fine. They had Edge win, so maybe they didn't mm-hmm. want to have a lot of old timers when they knew Edge was gonna be the winner. Uh, sure. I'm an edge head, by the way. I'm I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I love Edge. He was my <laughs> favorite wrestler until he retired. Um and actually right around when Edge retired is when I just stopped watching. <laughs> Uh, and it wasn't yeah. until my new favorite wrestler, who's also not with the company anymore, I saw him, and that's what brought me back in. But yeah, when Edge retired, I stopped watching until someone else brought, drew me back in. So, and who is that wrestler for AJ to find out in the audience? Oh, it's John Moxley. He didn't go, but he went to bed Dean Ambrose in WWE, but he's on AEW now uh, as John Moxley. So, I, I left with Edge, and I was brought back in by Dean Ambrose and the <laughs> Shield. Oh, that's awesome. So. Yeah, that was I just yeah. randomly watched him on commentary one day. I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And <laughs> I just kept watching from that point. So, uh, but yeah, no, I I left with Edge because I was like, "Oh, my favorite wrestler's done." So to see my favorite wrestler win after you know eleven years after winning his last Royal Rumble was kind of cool. Uh, I know some people are going to be mad because he is forty-seven years old, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean he's in great shape, and this is probably, probably his last shape. one. Oh yeah, no, it's probably his last one. He's not gonna yeah. do this full time. He, you know, as much as he probably wants to to make up for all those years that he couldn't do it. He, I think he knows that. Just one after run. this, he's gonna be a special attraction every once in a while. You know, maybe another quick appearance in a rumble. Maybe a, you know, I don't know. Maybe a weird like cinematic. Hopefully, he's not match. a Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to Goldberg. Goldberg. Yes, oh, we man. definitely will. <laughs> Goldberg is the worst. The absolute worst. I can't name anybody worse than him. Well, I think that's a good transition to start with the individual matches. Why don't we start yeah. with the opening match? Well, technically, but um, we'll get to the other 
pre-match, but um, we had the WWE Championship first. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg with Drew McIntyre defeating Goldberg in an official time of two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the longest Goldberg match in like 10 years. <laughs> Yo, AJ, you have some cool opinions I could tell on this. Talk to me about you, how you're feeling with that and like Goldberg in general. Goldberg is ass. <laughs> no, no other way around it. I didn't like him when he was uh, back in the WCW days. I don't like him now. I never liked him. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to give any opinion on that match. I'm happy Drew McIntyre just like went after him in the beginning of the match, shows aggressiveness. But besides that, I was just happy to see Goldberg lose. All right. You know, Ryan, you told me before this, you expected Drew to drop the belt. To oh, him, yeah. So you must've been pleasantly surprised. I was, I was over. That's, uh, no, that's not true. I predicted the pre-show correctly, and I predicted the SmackDown Women's Championship correctly. Mm-hmm. So I got two right, and I missed the other three by like a mile. So I was very confident that Goldberg was going to just destroy Drew McIntyre. I thought that it was set up for that. I'm glad it didn't happen. I wanted Drew to win. I just didn't think he was going to. Um, the last time I genuinely enjoyed Goldberg was when he came back and just cut Brock Lesnar in half right. with a spear. Um, that was that was awesome. I loved every second of that because it was you know finally seeing Brock Lesnar get you know get what he was been doing for you know, like two years at that point. But he can't even do the jackhammer anymore. I mean, which is fine. Four years old. Yeah, no. Listen, I, he's in better. I'm I'm in wrestling shape like Paul Heyman. So that's my wrestling shape. So I'm not critiquing the fact he can go two minutes. I prom if I could go two minutes, that would be a miracle. Um, but. I mean, for one thing, stop trying to do the jackhammer. He keeps dropping people on their head or on their leg or on their shoulder, and that's how people get hurt. And we don't need Drew McIntyre to get hurt. So I don't know why he keeps going for the jackhammer. It's ridiculous. He has a spear. Frankly, he only needs a spear. Either he's going to win with a spear or he's going to lose the match. We don't need to see him (laughs) potentially hurt somebody. But, um, yeah, no, he's not fun to watch anymore. He's a big name, so I guess – Good for Drew McIntyre. He beat somebody who has, like, legitimate star power. I mean, he's beat Brock Lesnar and he's beat Goldberg, so I don't really know what happens next. I I, I really thought, like, okay, so Goldberg will win and then Drew will will fight him at WrestleMania. But I don't – who goes next? Yeah. (laughs) Everything is a step down from this, except for maybe Brock Lesnar again, which we literally saw last year in Florida. Is he under contract? Brock Lesnar. I think he's always under contract. You did just pay him money. I was surprised point. we didn't see him tonight. I thought we would get some. No, why would we see him? There's no fans. I right don't now. know. I just, <laughs> that's the part of the surprise. It's probably snowing that. where he is. He's on. We his, got to see a hurricane. We got to see the hurricane. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, the goat himself. Exactly who <laughs> we asked. So he was my the, pick. The best choke slam in the business. <laughs> mine, mine personally was Elias. <laughs> That character makes me. Were you serious? You really thought Elias would win? Okay. I'm just like, (laughs) he lasted longer than I thought. I think he even got an elimination. (laughs) Good man. Yeah. Riddle Riddle lasted a lot longer than I thought. Riddle did really well. I actually do like Matt Riddle. He's such a bro. Uh, Who's Matt Riddle? You mean Riddle? (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, yes. Technically now, he doesn't have to drop that. <laughs> so, silly man. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man but you know one of the you know one thing the last part with this as we talk about um, last part of the championship matches i mean for years wwe's been criticized for holding on to nostalgia too much and it seems this was an obvious example of it and then tonight's uh men's royal rumble was which we'll definitely get into but you think will there ever be a day wwe will stop doing this trust in the old person i mean it even it, it even uh, i'm sorry you're saying i was gonna say no but then thinking about it, eventually the old people they bring back now will physically be unable to compete. <laughs> and they're not building anybody new. So eventually they'll be forced to not use old people because there won't be any new, there won't be any old stars because they're not building any, uh, which is untrue. Of course, there will always be at least a few old stars <laughs> and they'll always go back and use them. I actually heard, though, that WrestleMania 37 is going to be like nostalgia on steroids. They're, they've already booked a bunch of old timers to be on the card somewhere. That would be this upcoming. That would be this upcoming WrestleMania. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Apparently Cena is a lock. Goldberg is a lock. Brock Lesnar is under, just like they're trying to bring back everybody. Is it the rock coming back? I don't think so. Why would the rock risk dying in a pandemic? He doesn't need this. Yeah, I think they're just trying to make make money up from uh, you know, the sales like with tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think they're gonna have people. They're gonna try and have people for that one. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, if the Super Bowl yeah. can have him, might as well have them. Same too. stadium, right? Yeah, exact same. <laughs> so they're riding it out. So all right. Um, do you have anything else to add to that, AJ? Regarding the nostalgia factor being held on too much, or Drew as champion. Uh, if you guys didn't see, like, did you guys see uh, on Raw Talk when uh, Mustafa Ali he was talking about um, like old timers like paving the path? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mustafa Ali was talking about how the, all these old timers are paving the path and how we spend three hours on Raw dedicated to all of these old guys mm-hmm. and how you know they paved the path, but when are they gonna let the new guys walk on it? You know, when 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 the new guys don't have names like Slapjack, yeah. <laughs> it'll be approximately yeah. when that happens. And I think I think when I think when Triple H finally like starts running over everything instead of just NXT, I think that's that is when we'll start kind of seeing something like that. Yeah. If any. I hear you. I hear that. So um oh you also hit on the uh the pre match, which was the women's WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jackson, Shayna Belzer defeated Baszler, excuse me. David defeat I always messes up. Suzuka and Charlotte Flair. How we feel Asuka. about Asuka. Asuka. Okay. No more mispronunciations. Asuka <laughs> uh, um, and Shayna Blazer and Nia Jackson, Charlotte Flair with uh the we have brand new women's tag team champions we liked what happened do you think it was a good match we have the weird lacey evans rick flair waiting for that disgusting kiss um i don't even yeah they're gonna get they're definitely gonna <laughs> have oh man i just i mean what was the when purpose? that happens i thought it was the, gonna happen there but um, no it wasn't gonna happen there happened like wrestlemania so they're gonna make that a big moment i'm sure uh because uh, rick flair is in it but i mean <laughs> i just gotta say why did Nia and Shayna lose. The so the last champions before Asuka and Charlotte were Nia and Shayna. <laughs> and then they lost. Okay, fine. But we knew that Asuka wasn't going to be doing tag team stuff this whole time. She's the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah. I mean, frankly, anyone who's watched wrestling in the last however many years knows that Charlotte Flair is not going to get stuck doing tag team stuff. <laughs> so, like, we just knew that they weren't going to use – like. 
we knew they weren't going to be champions come WrestleMania. So why would you even put the titles on them? And then when you did, why would you put the titles back on the people that they beat? Now they're just the champions who lost to Asuka and Charlotte already. It just doesn't make sense. And I like four of the three women in this match, by the way. Like my favorite, my favorite wrestlers on the roster in terms of the actually on the roster period. But uh, it was just dumb that they did that, what they did. I'm glad that they got the title off of Asuka and Charlotte so those two can fight, or apparently Charlotte's going to be fighting Lacey Evans for some reason. Uh, I guess Charlotte doesn't like her new stepmom. I don't know. But, um, but for whatever reason, they've decided that that's a big match. Um, Asuka, of course, is a champion, so she will have something at WrestleMania. But I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. I'm glad that they got the titles off of Charlotte and Asuka because they needed the titles to be taken off of them. But it was dumb that they put them on them to begin with they didn't need them they could have just fought each other for a couple weeks and everyone be like oh cool charlotte's back and then Lacey could be kissing on her dad and we'd be exactly where we are now (laughs) but you know naya and shayna wouldn't look like you know punks for three or four weeks completely agree i mean how many times has wwe gone to this real life um dad or mom they did with tori wilson's dad um (laughs) eddie guerrero's son Eddie Guerrero. Dominic, was, he was in the he was in the match. He was yeah. in the match. His Kurt Angle had a son. Kurt Angle had a fictional son. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yes. The. Uh, it's it actually been it. a. It's been. <laughs> it's been a popular <laughs> meme. I, it's been seen before. Like yo, WWE used to be crazy, where the ladder match of a human child was decided in <laughs> a ladder match. <laughs> For that too, and then yeah, we also seen the. Uh, um, Alistair Black and um, Rey Mysterio's daughter and Dominic's sister. Oh, uh, Mike Murphy, Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Not Alistair Black. Murphy I'm a fan of, but man, they need to start using him better. He's a 34-year-old man. She is 19. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy it's no so, matter how you put it. It's so weird. It's just, so weird. Unless they – listen, at this point, just pretend he's not 30. Just like <laughs> – go out of the way to be like yeah this young 20 something just pretend he's in great shape i'm sure he wouldn't mind pretending he's 20 something but like he's 34 years old like that's just and because that's common knowledge it's creepy they had to make it very clear that he's not supposed to be 30 but they didn't do that so now we have to just accept that ray's 19 year old daughter is dating a 30 something year old man and he's cool with it are they still running with that on tv i mean sort of He's just yeah. he's with the Mysterios now, but I don't know if like they don't do any of the kissing or whatever like yeah. they were doing. Oh, but yeah, he's boy. still a part of the Mysterio tribe. WWE's been weird with their kisses in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. what a good that should be quoted. Uh, Matt weird Brown, WWE's weird with their kisses. <laughs> they are weird with their kisses, though. You'd think I don't. I have. A, what genuine love stories was that could you cheer for? I guess the Randy Savage Miss Elizabeth and that back. Okay, yeah, we were yeah. pushing, around for that, but yeah, pushing three decades, uh, four decades. Um, what, 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 you, you don't, you, yeah. you weren't a big fan of Lana and Dolph Ziggler. That wasn't a big one. <laughs> no, I like Lana and Rusev. I'll tell you that. It Lana that and Miro. Guy. What? Lana and Miro. Lana, yeah, Lana and Miro. <laughs> Get her Lana right. and everybody. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgive if I mess up on the names, but um. Well, you you don't watch AEW, right? Not really. Not really. Not so you really don't so. catch you don't catch the new names. I miss I missed that one, but um. Yeah, Rusev uh, on uh, AEW, his name is Miro now. 
Which oh, I think Nero. is like his real yeah. name or his real last name. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's his real last name. Then Lana's real last name. Yeah. I've always wondered, what's it like to be a couple in different uh, wrestling promotions, especially if you're yeah, AEW WWE? It's got to be awkward. Hopefully Renee Young, or they'll probably call her something else. She'll have <laughs> um, an AEW soon. AJ mentioned that um, Triple H is Stephanie. Were you cheer for that? <laughs> no, he drugged her. <laughs> yeah, On TV, is. he drugged her. <laughs> oh. Not consensual. <laughs> he drugged her and then married. married her while she was passed out in his car. This was I don't remember if this was before or after he uh he had relations with a corpse. Triple H has a sordid love with history. Kane. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was Kane. Kane. My situation. bad. <laughs> oh, you want, you want to know that the very first night, the very first I swear this, the very first episode of Raw I remember was when Edge beat Jossie and Money in the Bank. And I make fun, I tell Ryan this joke because it's just in the history of gen- genuinely, and I know a lot about TV. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. This is genuinely the craziest thing I've ever heard any scripted TV show put on. I think AJ just figured out where you're going, too. Put on the airways <laughs> is the live sex celebration from Edge and Lita, where they had sex, simulated sex in front of a whole arena of people of all ages. John Cena was the baby face champion. He's like, what do I do here? Ric Flair was in that one too. Ric Flair gets likes to get kinky. That's what Ric Flair likes. He likes kinky. I mean, I think we've proven that now. Just the sound bites for life I could get. Like, we're gonna have a live sex celebration. (laughs) What? Michael Cole, like uh, not Michael Cole, uh, Jr. at the time, he was pumping it up too. He was getting people JR's ready, the man. <laughs> getting people ready to watch. It's just, it's just all the the writing process, just the scripts alone, saying you're gonna say this. Yeah, who uh, who who pitched that? That's what I want to know. Was Why that a completely Vince sexy. McMahon idea, or was that like one of the junior writers? Was like, <laughs> what if Edge and Lita just banged each other and like in celebration? How would people know? We'll put it on TV. Oh, excellent. <laughs> you want to watch people have sex? I feel it's fit. you should do it in your own comfort, in your own home, quietly. But you could do own. it in an arena full of people, Matt. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If I had my... If if I had my choice to have sex with the girl I'm in love with in front of a rita full of people, I think that'll be the be something I keep between us to to grow our relationship. You don't want Ric Flair and John Cena to interrupt? Man, no, I don't want anyone. I've had my dad. That might be interesting. Once. I might be okay with that. I've been interrupted once by my father. I don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I mean, if I if I, if I was ever in any situation in front of a whole stadium. I would just go buy a farm and sit there like Thanos. Like, like I've just, I've done it. There's nothing else to do in life. I mean, the only time <laughs> I see so real life, man. <laughs> literally more of AJ than man. Just that's a flex. And <laughs> the only time I've ever seen a live sex celebration was in the parking lot of Coles where I worked. That wasn't live. Oh wow! I mean, it was in camera. real time. Yes, in real, real time. Camera. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see any real life sexual sex celebrations in the city, AJ? Not even I seen that or Ryan yeah. or anywhere. Oh yeah, by the uh, what's it called? It happens all the time at uh. What? What's what's it called? The, the pond by my, the, oh, by my Woods, parents' house. Woods Pond. Yeah, Norwalk. In that little parking lot. All the time. Oh, yeah, so it happens all the time. All the time. Yeah, you yeah. can tell. It's either. I mean, they're either hotboxing. If the car's not moving, it's hotbox. If it is moving, then it's not. That. If it's that steamy, it's moving. <laughs> exactly. 
It is. Kind you can either see through the windows or you can't. It's that that simple. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Crazy. What a what a time. What a time. But <laughs> transition from our next match, we can talk about <laughs> Sasha Banks and come and come. And Carmella going up against each other for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks in a pretty entertaining match wins wins it. Uh, what do you think about that? Why don't we start with Ryan with uh, Reginald? Uh, not simping uh, enough for her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't get why Carmella had a second match with Sasha. Um, it was fine. They did a good job. It's just it's hard because they don't have anyone like. They have Bailey, which we've seen for like <laughs> four years. It feels like we've seen Bailey versus Sasha, or Bailey with Sasha, or you know what I mean. So, other than Bailey, though, I mean, there's no one who's really entertaining to go get. I mean, they got Bianca, which we'll get to. Yep. Now, but there's excuse me, there's really not any like women on SmackDown. They're all on Raw. <laughs> Yeah, is on Raw, Asuka's on Raw, Charlotte's on Raw, Becky is technically on Raw. Like, they're all on Raw. Yeah, and even with the big Friday Night SmackDown jump on on national TV and, oh, well. Yeah, they got other people. I mean, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, you know what I mean? So, and I'm sure uh, there's a particular women's wrestler who they'd probably bring to SmackDown if she ever decided to come back. Although the closer we get to having fans, the less likely it is that she'll come back. Who's that's that? Ronda Rousey. Oh but, um, yes, yes. Yeah, no. Other than the other than like I said, which I almost thought Ronda would show up tonight because I'm like, I who too. who's gonna fight Sasha? I mean, apparently it's Bianca Belair as we found out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There's no one on SmackDown that is really actually ready for a main event match with Sasha. Um, I don't think Bianca's going to get a. We'll, we'll wait till we get to that match, but sure. uh, yeah. So I mean, she's Carmelo's the only person they had. I would have liked to see her in the Rumble because I think she could have done better. And it well, she was in the Rumble. Rumble briefly. Yeah, briefly, but they yeah. did let her do a lot because she yeah. had already had a match. Uh, I would like to see her do more in the Rumble. I guess is a better way to put it. Um, because I think they could have built her actually, you know, she's a good wrestler. I like Carmella. She's just, she came back and was immediately like, you can't touch me. And then Sasha beat her up. So there goes that. <laughs> and then they, they fought twice and she lost. Whereas if they, like she'd been in the rumble, they could have like built her up a little bit, you know, give her some eliminations. Reginald could have been a little bit better at, you know, his job as a sommelier and as uh, her, her uh, guardian angel there, but it's all right. I thought it was good. It was a really good match. I thought like Sasha did really well. Obviously, uh, Carmella did her job, which is good. And now Sasha gets to move on. They won't get a Snoop Dogg for WrestleMania this year because he's working with AEW. But they'll figure something. Womp. How do you feel about the match coming into it, uh, AJ? And how do you feel now? I mean, I feel the same way Ryan did. Uh, like the first match was okay. This match was also okay. I liked it a lot just cause their wrestling styles mixed a lot better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, strictly story wise, there's nothing there. And, uh, I'm also going to agree with Ryan that there's not a lot of people on SmackDown that could kind of go after Sasha that I'd look at and be like, all right, she's a real threat. You know what I mean? But, um, good match overall. I think they just, I think right now what they're doing until there is a threat to come up, I think they're just going to build Sasha up to be like this nice, like real uh, well-built champion. Yeah. You know, I, when I worked for MTV, I saw Sasha at TRL uh, when I worked for that really? show. Just yeah. before she was a big star though. Now she's yeah, a big star. 
I met I, yeah, I, you know, it was a nice flex. You know, it it was tough. No offense to Sasha. It was tougher. I knew the show was on the way out when uh, the number one guest was a WWE. Sasha Banks. Yeah, but now if you get Sasha Banks, it's actually a pretty big guest. Yeah. She's got on the Mandalorian now. Star Wars and everything. Yeah. Man, I know it's tough. To, too bad 2017. It was a little four yeah, years. Yeah, you got her a little too early. You're too ahead of your time, Matt. When I, when I worked at there, you know who I also saw? The Miz. Well, he's Mike Mizanin? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I was, I'm like just as tall as him. I thought, man, I thought like, no offense. I, I, I just recently wa- rewatched in preparation for this and the Rumble and all that stuff. Rewatched a bunch of Rumbles and Manias. And I rewatched The Miz, uh, Hate Me Now. <laughs> intro for WrestleMania, <laughs> and man, if you just watched the intro <laughs> to WrestleMania and you didn't watch anything else, which is what I did this time, obviously <laughs> I watched it for real. Or you know, I've, I've seen all the lead up, so I know the the shenanigans around Miz in the championship. But if you just watched Miz enter the uh, the WrestleMania match, you would think he was a huge deal. <laughs> that was such a good package. And like when you think about it, Miz has a main event at WrestleMania that he won. I said the one yeah. of the best jokes ever. If that he got a concussion at. Well, that, yeah, but it happens. <laughs> oh, man. WrestleMania main events. CM Punk, zero. The Miz, Miz. one. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. Do you guys remember um, John Morrison and The Miz, the dirt sheet? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Man, I live for when that. He did the little rooster head yep. when he came out. Yep. That, that tag team was super good. I, I mean, I really liked, I liked Eminem. They were fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I liked Miz and uh, Miz and Morrison the first time uh, when they were doing their first in, in their the first Rumble. Run. In the Rumble, they did like a couple. Yeah, um, yeah they did. They did. Together. a team. And I was yeah. like, I remember I backed up. I was like, oh, okay. Like I gave me flashbacks like the old days. And then WWE Absolutely. got its huge mainstream moment when the biggest music star literally in the world, Bad Bunny, jumps on top of them. <laughs> I saved I've saved a special Bad Bunny section just to talk. <laughs> All right, let's get into that. He sounds so excited. Hell, he's genuinely one of my favorites. Um artists. He was the in my man. top five. He was in my top five Spotify artists. And like anyone who for now you know, as I got an older would talk about this, you know, it's not such a uh how do I say this? Like it's like when you say you're a wrestling fan, it's like when I was saying a Nick fan, it's like judgmental and stuff. But not now as the years have gone by, it's getting Manual quickly. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. And, um, and, uh, oh shit, I just lost my train. And like, now I can say bad, now I can say bad bunny. <coughs> Spotify's top artists did a spot. Well, he's clearly a fan. Yeah. Yeah. He has a song called Booker T. So think like, about it. If we clearly can have, a fan. <coughs> If we can have, yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the quick bad bunny section. But um, why don't we get into the women's Royal Rumble as the next match in a uh, time in a time of up and comers? I mean, as you said, mostly up and comers, mostly NXT. But I, for the most part, I thought this entertaining match won by Bianca Bel. Uh, I need help with this. Belair, right? It Belair. is Bianca Belair. Belair. Yes, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Bianca Belair wins the Women's Royal Rumble, taking out Rhea Ripley from all the way from almost pretty much going the distance at number three. Mm-hmm. AJ, how are we feeling about Bianca Blair winning this top prize? And you think uh, this is a, a major push for her? 
I mean, uh, going into this, I had nobody like in mind that I wanted to win or who I thought was going to win. I was just kind of to see like, you know, who would, who could be the next big threat for Sasha basically, or Oscar. Yeah. And Bianca Belair is very, very impressive. And I was actually watching with my dad. Right. And he, he hasn't watched it in like God knows how long. And he said he was most impressed with, was Bianca Belair and uh, Ray Ripley. Yeah. That's who I thought coming yeah. into this with Ray Lipley was winning this, but you just so Bianca was just so flexible and moving around. There was some great storytelling within that. Um, Ryan, you told me you thought Alexa Bliss was. I had, I did have a pick, and, and she, she got did the know, opposite. She got, she got the literal out. opposite of winning. She got jumped. She got well, jumped. That's I think the jump thought. I actually didn't mind the fact that she got jumped. I thought it was perfect. But uh, we'll start with obviously. Uh, I was actually more impressed with Bianca Belair last year. Um, and it's, I think that's partly because I had never seen her before. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big NXT. I watch NXT on occasion. I have a few Same. favorites. And when I find out that they had a big match, um, I will watch it. Melissa, my girlfriend, her favorite wrestler is Finn Balor. She was devastated when Finn decided to go back to NXT. But on occasion, we will watch like an NXT title match that Finn is in. So that way she can still see Finn Balor. Um, and that way she doesn't just stop watching wrestling with me altogether. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a compromise. But um, so I had never seen her before last year. And she was also the Iron Woman last year. And she did amazing, I thought, last year. The only person who did better than her was Shayna um, in last year's Rumble. So... Uh, I was more impressed then, but I think a part of that was because I had no expectations, whereas this time I knew that they were going to, like, I knew that she was going to go the whole distance. I didn't know if she would win, but I knew she was going to be there for a long time. I knew she was going to do some crazy stuff. So I guess it wasn't maybe as much of a surprise, but uh, no, I thought Alexa was going to win, and they jumped her, and Melissa's like, wow, they're jumping Alexa. I'm like, no, watch, the lights are going to go down. And they did go down, but they didn't go down when I thought they would. I thought when everybody was around her, that's when the fiend like do, 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 do. And then come back up, Alexa will have the black on because everybody would be there to cover her. And But then they all like left and then it happened. I'm like, what the hell is that about? And then Ray Ripley threw her out. So, (laughs) I mean, I don't know why. I'm going to go out and say this. The most entertaining feud on Monday Night Raw is Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, <laughs> period. Nothing else is nearly as entertaining as that. Now that Goldberg is gone, perhaps Drew McIntyre's next feud will be entertaining, especially if it's with Edge. But there's, yeah, not a single thing on that show is more interesting than what's going on with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. So I really did think that they were going to give Alexa Bliss, at the bare minimum, more than a minute and a half in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> um and then when they threw out, I was, again, I was convinced she was showing up in the men's. Like, I was like, there's no way they're going to throw her out in a minute and a half. And that's the end of the story. And then that's what it was. So very disappointed in that. I guess I was also kind of disappointed that Jillian and Victoria were the only people they could get back. I mean, Jillian wasn't even really. Victoria Wilson came back too. <laughs> he yeah, said Jillian but she's wasn't been, even really arrested. No, she did the singing with JBL. She was his image consultant. Remember, she had the wart on her face that the boogie, oh, the boogeyman God, just ate yeah. off. That was so oh, freaking gross. gross. But uh, like, I and I remember, I remember Jillian. Down. I was like, oh, good, Jillian. But I was like, Jillian's gonna wrestle. And I was like, all right, maybe she'll be in for a little bit. And then the her and Billy Kay did like a double team on everybody. It was very strange what they were doing with that. But. Uh, like I said, they didn't have very many big names. Yes, they did have Tori, but they've already had Tori a couple times. Former Miss A Rod. Lita. What? Former Miss A Rod. Former Miss A Rod. Oh, yes. Former Miss A Rod. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
No, it just, again, not a lot of star power, but it was a lot of young people. They had like Shotzi Blackheart. They had uh, Santana <laughs> Garrett from NXT too. So they had a lot of NXT people, which was cool, I guess. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, I feel bad for Bianca Belair though. She, oh, she's not going to beat Sasha. You don't think so? You don't think this no. is a good chance to... Why would they take the belt off of Sasha right now to put it on Bianca? Yeah. The only thing I can think of is, I mean, they're both they're both good guys. So that doesn't make right away. That doesn't make any sense. But wait, it, can't Bianca choose either, either if she wants Oscar or? Um, yeah, but Oscar again. They're they're all three of the people. The the challenger and both yeah. champions are yeah, all right. faces. So that none of it makes sense. The only thing I can think of is a. They're going to screw Sasha over, and Bailey's going to win it at Elimination Chamber, which is possible. Or B. You know Bianca is going to get goaded by Bailey to have like a a match, and if. Bailey wins, she gets added and it becomes a triple threat. That could see that happening. And that way Bailey gets pinned by Bianca or by Sasha. So the other one doesn't have to lose. And that, that way there's a bad guy that we can all be against. But basically there's, I don't see any way that that match can happen without Bailey, either one-on-one against Bailey, Bianca versus champion Bailey or a triple threat, Bianca, Sasha and Bailey. I don't see, I don't see them doing Bianca versus Sasha. Neither one of them should lose right now. <laughs> And obviously, a one-on-one match, one of them has to lose to the other. So, I, I mean, I do. I feel bad. I, again, I know a lot of people really wanted to see Bianca win. I think if they were going to do a triple threat match, they should have had Bianca go the distance, get tossed out by someone, preferably Alexa, because then I would have been right. Um, mm-hmm. And then just earn the title or earn an opportunity in a, for a triple threat match. Because I mean, it's not a big, it's not a big thing now. She won the Royal Rumble, and she's going to have to share her spotlight, kind of like Becky did, but at least that was the main event. Yeah, I don't right. know if they're going to main event WrestleMania night one or night two with, you know, Bianca, Sasha, and Bailey. I don't know oh, if they God, see. It's a two-night event. Yeah, I don't know if they see. I mean, I think they see Sasha is about that big now, but I don't think they see Bianca or Bailey as big enough to be the main event of either night of WrestleMania. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I could be totally wrong. I've been totally wrong about almost everything tonight. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just I don't see why they would do that because it's kind of like neither of them can lose right now, but one of them has to. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, big win. Like she has this win now. Same like Nakamura. Same way. Like yeah, he's done nothing, but he's always got the Royal Rumble. Like that's just yeah. a, a feather in the cap, no matter what. So yeah. you know she can walk away from this year being like, I was on all three shows and I won the Royal Rumble, and I had the longest time of any competitor in the women's match ever. So, I mean, a lot of accomplishments. It definitely doesn't hurt her that she did this. It just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel feels. right. Yeah, it feels like yeah. they kind of they did it too fast. It's the same if if it's been the same if like Big E had won, actually. Because a lot of people are like Biggie's gonna win. I'm like, so he can he can lose so he can lose to Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Roman Reigns is not gonna lose unless you're like, again unless it's like John Cena or The Rock. But Biggie's not gonna beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm almost I almost wish they would have had one of the older people or one of the more seasoned people because they can go into WrestleMania and just you know take it out. But we'll see. We'll see what Bianca does. All right, all she did right. really well. 
Yeah, so just not at all dragging her performance. She deserves it. I just feel bad because I don't see what they're going to do next. Yeah, I guess so. You see the it doing like when they just added Charlotte into that match that you yeah, to, just because which uh, I love. Charlotte's my favorite, my favorite wrestler right now, but uh, <laughs> but it didn't make any sense. Oh, did really good tonight. Was Naomi was great too. She was a lot. Oh, well, the hair yeah, thing. Absolutely. The hats yeah. hurt. I mean, I don't know how that works because I've never had my hair like that, but. With your hair, she used her hair to pull herself up. That had to hurt, Bianca, <laughs> to have your hair just being tugged on for like two minutes. But yeah, that's true. You know, you know, you remember the show that's so Raven. Yeah. I, I, I want to see I, how you tie this in. I just every time <laughs> I remember the great episode that features the hit. I might even I, it will definitely be in an intro for one of these podcasts where it goes. Bianca says, "Jump, you jump." she has to they just have to incorporate that so what somehow some way it's just (laughs) every person i've only known like one bianca in my life and i always bring it up (laughs) one one time i matched with somebody on a dating app named bianca and i said that unmatched she didn't have a sense oh no kidding (laughs) That didn't work. She was like, "No." She's like, "No." Not this time. Not that. Not that time. Oh man, I hope. Trust me. I one of my dreams is that date someone with like a famous song name after her. Whether it was, to just it play a, it. A, a Michelle. Um, oh, the famous. What song. if it's Maria? Maria. So then you have to play that Brooks and Dunn song over and over. All again. the time, Maria. <laughs> You have to play that country, that country, 90s country song, super 90s country. I'll go with the uh, West Side Story version. Oh, there you go. There's the second one. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. Josie. You got options here. You got options. Oh, man. There's that Family Guy joke where they just list every girl's name with a song after him. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to pout You're just going to wait. You're going to wait. <laughs> Whoever's the one. Oh, man. So, just quickly with the music before we get into the last two matches, is Bad Buddy. Bad Buddy. I mean, no, we hit it on that. You know, Bad Buddy again. Just, he's, 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 that's just my favorite moment. How excited he gets. <laughs> I think this is the one thing that Matt is like, I can talk about this super well. And so he's like, Bad I'm not going to get any names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just so cool. Like, we all know Bleacher Report is going <laughs> to push that one down. Um, any news that lives, Bad Bunny. And think about it. If we, if there is some way that there could be clubs, whenever clubs come back, whether it's the summer, fall, obviously, mm-hmm. hope ASAP, there will be people dancing to a song called Booker T. And there'll be that one guy who can't dance who sits like this the whole time. <laughs> Even he's going to be nodding his head back. Yes, exactly. He's going to be the Booker but, T in the song. Did we like uh, Did we like Booker T's? I'm sorry. Did we like um, Bad Bunny Spot jumping on The Miz and John Morrison? <laughs> he went he up high. He went up high. He like, did. He, he slipped, though. He almost, yeah, he almost screwed it up. But, yeah, he uh, had some air to him, though. He made it. He did better than Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg dropped an okay elbow. Oh, I just got nervous for him. He just was so lakey in that. Well, yes. Um, you know what but, I would love if you if you if whoever's watching the video, you're gonna see the transition from the SmackDown Royal Rumble to the Bad Bunny segment, and you're gonna see Matt's face go from straight to just straight, <laughs> grinning from to ear to grin ear. From yeah. Easier, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Bad Bunny for life. Seriously, I just I just wanted to breathe out because their little their performance was odd. 
Because in the music video, Booker T does dance, correct? Booker Isn't T sure. does a I'm thing. sure there's a song. I, there, there's in a the song. actual performance. Song. Yeah, but in the actual performance, the only thing Booker T did was his line. And the rest of the time, he just stood there, which is like <laughs> a little weird. Because, again, Bad Bunny was like running around. And he was very energetic. And he, Booker T was just standing there. <laughs> Arms crossed. Mean mug. And just standing there. And I was like, all right, I guess. Like, and then right, just Booker kept T. going. I was like, all right, he's going to do something now. No, he never did anything. He never, <laughs> he didn't move. Even when he said his line, he stood right there. And he just said his line. And I was like, all right. But uh, I actually thought Booker T might enter the Rumble. He's looking I did too. Yoked. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, I was like, I mean, again, I didn't think he was going to do a lot. But he could throw the Miz out, I thought. <laughs> he looks like he's he was. His, I think he's in good enough shape. I, I've wanted to see a King Booker return forever. I wanted to have King Corbin, Sheamus. I want to have all the King of the Rings in the ring. And then I wanted Booker T uh, to just come out as King Booker, pinky high. King of the Kings. King of Kings, exactly. Toss out uh, Corbin or whatever, but oh, that's right. Man. We got, you know, like I said, he looked cool in his <laughs> gear or whatever. Like, Yeah, yeah he did look compelling. He looked, he looked tough. <laughs> Shouts to him. We see Gronk jump on WWE superstars. That buddy now. I mean, we see. We it's see a lot more popular. Is there who who else is you know who what others is there any other celebs I'm missing who jumped off the top row? I mean, we saw Mark Cuban go through a table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we true. see Machine Gun Kelly got put through a couple tables. <laughs> yeah, MGK got power bumped. Yeah, yeah, right off stage. Uh, we we saw Kevin Federline beat John Cena. Well, that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> Kevin Federline has since that's, fallen yeah, way out of WWE's orbit. Yeah, that's that's a bad example. But, you know, speaking of hip-hop songs, Bad Bunny with Booker T. We've seen Offset with the Ric Flair drip. Who did we see at uh, SummerSlam against, uh, with Seth Rollins against uh, John Cena for the United States and WWE Championship? John, John Stewart. Stewart? Yeah, yeah, he got saw a John Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah. John Stewart took a chair. Uh, yeah, John Stewart took a couple of big hits. In that feud, who's the next old school wrestler to get a a pop a genuine mainstream popular song trap song after them? I don't know. Stone Cold by uh, by Quavo or Stone Cold? (laughs) No, it'd be featuring Quavo. But um, I don't know. Um, probably Undertaker. Oh yeah, Action Bronson doing a Taker song. Undertaker's probably gonna get one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd think, and not that he's a good rapper, but like, you'd think because he did some type of rap, I'll call it rap, that John Cena would eventually (laughs) get approached to do something with somebody. He did a song with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, I mean, like one about him. Uh, You'd you'd have to assume if the trend continues. I mean. It would. It's almost like it's low hanging fruit. Just write a song about John Cena and then ask John Cena to be in it. He'll probably do it. He enjoys rap, right? So yeah, um, you think he's probably on the on deck for one of the bigger artists who think they could probably convince him to do the song with them. Um, he's probably on deck somewhere. Right. All right. So we had KO. Uh, the last singles match was Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, the last man standing match for the Universal title. The Roman Reigns takes it. You briefly hit on it before. AJ, what did you think of this match? You said it was your favorite of the night. Can you uh, walk me through why that happened? Why is that the case? 
I don't know. I, I kind of thought like it was badass when they, like they completely just went outside of the ring and they went to, like the mm-hmm. empty arena. Yeah, that like, was I, cool. Yeah, it was almost like gladiator. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was like gladiator. Like and then Roman's talking about like his ancestors and Kevin Owens' ancestors and Kevin Owens is like, "What, bro? Shut up!" And he's like throwing them through tables. <laughs> they throwing them through tables and he did the Swanton bomb. Me as a Jeff yeah, Hardy he- fan, I sat there and I was like, oh, "Don't make he me cry." <laughs> I don't know. Overall, though, just the match is great, and except for the part with Paul Heyman where <laughs> he almost single-handedly <laughs> made Roman lose the belt. You know what I mean? Uh, but besides that, yeah, overall great match. But uh, what's next for Roman? That's what I'm really just thinking about right now in my head. Maybe Edge. Yeah, the Battle Trump. of the Spears. Daniel Bryan. Mm, it's yeah. gonna be fun. But that's what I thought was gonna win the rumble. I thought they were gonna have Daniel Bryan win the rumble, set up the Roman match. But yeah, set up for the Roman. They, I mean, Daniel. Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. He could probably get a championship match regardless right, at this yeah. point in his career. You know what I mean? He's he's a bit of a living legend. And you know, uh, just on the the Roman and and KO match, did you you feel the same way, Ryan? Did you was this a was this a classic? Was this a five star? This is a really good it? match. It was yeah. it was fun. You could tell like. I think they were trying to maybe borrow some thematic elements from some of what AEW has recently been doing with this. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times we can forget that WWE is not in a box of screens. Um, They can still do these, uh, these backstage bits. Uh, The golf cart I thought was a clear nod to the stadium stampede match. Yeah. Uh, Like who could do it better almost. But I mean, my favorite, my favorite moment it wasn't favorite match because I've already said I had a couple issues with the just like two issues with the women's rumble match, but Bianca, Charlotte, and Rhea at the end of the women's match was my absolute favorite moment. All three of them are super talented. I thought it was great, um, but this was, I mean, this was was better than the other two like other three regular matches on the show. Obviously, I don't know. I really thought, I really thought that. KO was going to like take a quick loss. I didn't think they were going to spend a lot of time on this match. They gave it a decent amount of like time. And, you know, at backstage, I was like, is Kevin Owens going to like win? And then when he handcuffed him, I'm like, no way. <laughs> I was like, how are they yeah. going to get out of this? And then, yeah. like I said, Roman did that cool, you know, destroy the referee thing with one hand. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I was, I believed like with the handcuffs, especially, I was like, I was just running through my head like, how's Roman going to get out? How's Roman going to get out? It's like, I don't know how he gets out. <laughs> I, I finally came to the conclusion, like, we just have to see what happens. I'm officially out of ideas. I was like, nope. Mm. Kevin Owens is going to win, apparently. And I was like, this is crazy. And obviously he didn't. But they they got they legitimately got me with that ending. Again, kind of yeah. took me out of it when it took Paul Heyman, you know, like, four years to get the actual handcuffs off. But... I mean, other like if that had gone perfectly, if Paul Heyman had run over while the ref was knocked out and like took him out, that would have been perfect T- to yeah. me. It would have been perfect to flawless. But like, it was still like I said, a crazy good ending. I still fell for it um, up until like I said, right up until the moment that Paul Heyman showed up and it took forever. I was just hook, line, and sinker at the edge of my seat. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, dude, it was just. Absolutely. I thought. It- uh, I thought it was going to be slow, but, you know, I mean, you said it, Ryan, that they will just do this to make KO look strong. I don't like Kevin Owens. I think he's annoying. Um, I'm just not a fan. I understand the value of his character rings, but it's just he's just not for me. Yeah. He's, he's, he's slowly becoming like the big show. 
though. <laughs> oh, Hard to tell so if he, are we supposed to like him or not, <laughs> depending on the week. <laughs> not quite as bad as Big yeah. Show. Big Show is like turned in like several times in an evening. It feels like <laughs> he'll be a good guy in the opening match, and then the main event will be a bad guy again. But uh, Kevin Owens is getting it there too. You know, he's a good guy, but then he's a bad guy. Then he's a bad guy with Sammy, but then he's a good guy with Sammy. Then he's a bad guy without it's, it's, the whole thing. Like. He just switches his alliances all the time, which whatever. I mean, someone's got to. But right. um, I thought he did good. I thought the the uh, match at TLC was good as well. So, I mean, obviously he's done now for a while. I don't see him continuing to fight Roman Reigns. Um, but you never know. I mean, Elimination Chamber, if they do the Universal Championship match, he'll probably be in that, right? I mean, who do they have? So Nobody. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll probably still be around the top. He'll still be messing with, you know, the Usos or Apollo or whoever else is running with Roman. But, like I said, it was good. And, it, I mean, it served as, like, another highlight. It wasn't just the two Rumble matches people were talking about, with especially with, like, the Goldberg match being all of two minutes. <laughs> you had that issue where, like, all right, other than the Rumble matches, what is this, you know, what is there to watch? But now you'd be like, nah, watch Roman and Kevin Owens. They... They were pretty entertaining. Right. Definitely. So transitioning into that, the main event, the men's Royal Rumble for 2021. And Edge wins it all. Last eliminating Randy Orton. It's lasted 58 minutes and 30 seconds. And he's going to get a world championship match at WrestleMania 37. AJ, talk to me about what did you think of this decision? And what do you hope to see out of it like where do you where do you want who do you would you like to see edge wrestle against and um other any other thoughts you have for this uh so first thoughts like first thing that came to my mind when i saw edge win of course i'm happy you know what i mean it's edge i, I love me some edge but, it's hard not to be happy yeah I, yeah i love me some edge and the way he reacted it, it was so pure like he finally he's getting his one last run in you know what i mean yeah and, and he's ripped like he's insane yeah. but yeah he's in he's in like peak condition right now so if he's gonna have one last run it's the perfect time to have it and um at the end the part with randy orton my dad called it back he was like randy orton's technically not out of the match yeah so the, so the whole time in my mind i was thinking <laughs> about it my I'm youngest like, brother said the same yeah so when he attacked edge i was like oh my i was gonna be so upset it was almost gonna single-handedly ruin the pay-per-view for me if randy, <laughs> if randy orton just came in and threw him out i was like okay but then edge just reversed it launched him out and i just i jumped out of my seat i was like let's go edge you know what i mean but you know uh i wanted i think no matter what him against drew or him against roman either way it's gonna be very interesting and i I like how we can go either way yeah what do you think ryan about what happened so I let Alexa Bliss ruin this match for me. Um, <laughs> I was like, because my girlfriend's like, Orton's not out. I'm like, yeah, but Alexa's coming. I was so convinced that she was going to like light him on fire mm-hmm. or someone. I just, I was convinced that they were going to have some fiend-esque shenanigans um, toward the end of this match. And I looked at the match at one point toward the end and you had Seth, you had Daniel Bryan, you had uh, Randy Orton, who was not out yet. Like, he wasn't out there, but he wasn't out either. So, like, he could have come back at any second. Edge, Braun Strowman, I'm like – Matt Riddle person, or Riddle, sorry. Riddle. He was out at this and point. Christian. But I was like – Oh, oh that uh, Christian was there. And I was like, everybody in this match, with the exception of Edge and Christian, has been absolutely just dominated by The Fiend. 
I was like, every single one of these people. So I'm like, this is it. Here he comes. He's going to screw over Randy or maybe even everyone except for Edge and Christian, which I thought could have been interesting. Like Edge and Christian (laughs) just watched The Fiend destroy all of his enemies. And they're like, you know what I mean? Because The Fiend is insane. Um, But that didn't happen. Yeah, no Fiend appearance at all. No Fiend at all. Uh, Just a quick little light thing in the women's match. So um, I I don't know who... I think Edge has to go against Roman because I don't, again, Edge versus Drew, you either are, t- you either you want to be like, you know, try and be like, Oh, Drew's got to be another old timer. But like, I'll, I'll boo Goldberg all day. Cause I don't like him. He's, he's boring, but I'm not going to boo Edge. And I don't think I'm alone in saying that. <laughs> I think most people are like, I'm not going to boo Edge. Yeah, no. So, you're probably going to have your first match back with people or first pay-per-view back with people. And you're going to let your, you know, your young champion get booed. <laughs> Cause he's got to be, he's got to beat edge. Right. Or, yeah. or not because edge beat him, but then you're like edge beat him. <laughs> I don't know. It just, to me, it feels like edge versus Roman makes sense. You know, edge wants one more run. Roman reigns is like, you know, this entitled asshole now. Um <laughs> And, you know, Edge can, you know, spear the hell out of both the Usos all, you know, for the next two months without doing any actual wrestling and then, you know, have a big match. And then if, you know, Edge loses his redemption arc to Roman, fine. Roman Reigns is the biggest heel in WWE. So that makes sense. Even better if he beats Roman because you're like Edge not only, you know, finally got his big win, finally got his return after being injured all those years ago, but he beat the biggest dick in uh, in Roman Reigns. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it just makes more sense to me for him to head over to SmackDown. Uh, It's frankly, I think the show is doing better numbers right now anyway. Um, So you might as well prop up the show that actually has a shot of, you know, getting more viewers. And just let him go after that. And then I don't know who fights Drew, Sheamus. I don't know. Drew's not going to have a lot going on, <laughs> unfortunately. The only other option is Randy Orton beats Drew McIntyre for the title again. And then they do Edge versus Randy Orton. They run that Or back. maybe The Fiend. That would be interesting. The Fiend would be interesting, but I don't know if he's coming back till WrestleMania. I was actually telling Matt this. I was like, if they don't do Randy Orton versus Drew, I think they should have a Firefly Funhouse match between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. At WrestleMania. Wow, that, I would love. I would and sure the Fiend should come back for that match. Obviously, you know you don't yeah. want Randy Orton just kicking the shit out of Alexa Bliss. The Fiend should be there <laughs> for most of that match uh, to uh, to run interference and to do most of the actual fighting. But uh, it should be booked, like I said, because that is legitimately, with the exception of the Roman Reigns stuff, it's my it's Roman Reigns Jays is the best feud of like 2021 still and i know it started in 2020 but it was also in 2021 i think um but other than them it's really it's randy orton the fiend and alexa those that's the number two feud for me so like they maybe again i think edge should move along he should leave raw leave randy orton in the past let him do whatever the hell he's going to do with the fiend and alexa bliss let drew fight brock or goldberg or who AJ or whoever they end up putting in that match. Um, And then the main event is obviously going to be edge versus Randy Orton, uh, not edge versus Randy Orton, um, edge versus Roman Reigns for the universal title. I mean, that just, it sounds like the biggest match they could do. It feels like the biggest match they could do. And it gives everybody else a chance to move on. So we don't have edge constantly, you know, beating up Randy Orton or something (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? Just move everybody on clean break. Don't have to see it anymore for a little while. (laughs) 
you have anything else to add on with this uh, subject, AJ? No, I completely agree with Ryan. Cool. Yeah. Great. And so you think that, again, if you're your bold predictions now, you know, final predictions, who do you think are their two main events? Start with AJ with that. Like the men and the women or? Yeah, we'll go with, uh, start with the men and then the women for both, like the, the four. Okay. So um, probably I would say hmm, I'd probably go with Edge and Roman. And then um, Drew versus probably say Drew versus AJ Styles after that uh, after that um, big run he went on in the Royal Rumble AJ Styles mm-hmm. probably go with that and then women's Asuka versus Asuka versus probably Charlotte and then um, Bianca versus um, Sasha great great you feel the same way Ryan you have the, the same almost same predictions or anything I got the to... same obviously Edge Roman I think that's the main event that's the big one uh, I also think Asuka versus Charlotte is probably what they're going to do. Um, I, Ray is kind of a weird mix in there, and Lacey's kind of weird right now. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think that Charlotte will probably wrap up with the two of them, you know, at Elimination Chamber or whatever, uh, to get the match with Asuka. But I think the other two are going to be triple threat match, matches, actually. Uh, I think that it's going to, they're not going to do Bianca versus Sasha. So it's going to be Bailey, Bianca, Sasha. Um, and that's just me being kind to Sasha Banks. They're very easy, could screw her over. They've done it before. Um, so I think that triple threat match is the main event. And I think Drew's going to end up with multiple opponents, too. I mean, off the top of my head, I'll say uh, AJ and Keith Lee, or maybe The Miz and Keith Lee, something like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a mix. It's not gonna be anything special. Um, actually, to be honest with you, there's a real good chance The Miz cashes in at WrestleMania. <laughs> Just skip oh, for a reason to chase. I mean, Drews. I don't. Again, he's quickly been just thrown down to this, like, afterthought. Like I said, there's several more important matches going into WrestleMania than whatever Drew McIntyre is going to do. Which sucks, so, he's a champion. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with a final prediction. I think Keith Lee's going to make his return. He's going to get in there. I think AJ is going to get in there. Um, they're going to have a triple threat match, and then I think Miz is going to cash in. It's going to be the opening match in night one. And then get people angry, but hey, yeah. <laughs> not like they've done not done that before. Um, just some brief, just some brief last final thoughts on the uh, yeah. men's Royal Rumble. How do we like uh, the return of Seth Rollins? Is he gonna now? I guess he's technically back from maternity leave. Um, yeah. But uh, do we see him making an impact in the main event scene, or is he gonna help push somebody? What do you guys think? It would be interesting, right? Because Roman, they're both SmackDown. Roman is uh, the champion, but they're also both bad guys now. And they're both kind of weird cult leaders in a way. I know Roman's not a cult leader. He's just his family. But, you know, they're both kind of looking for followers and whatever. I don't know. 
I don't think so. I think Seth Rollins ends up in like a intercontinental championship match. I was going to say the exact same thing. Maybe give Biggie uh, something to do. Yeah, Big E, Seth Rollins. That'll be a good match. It'll give Big E a WrestleMania win. Yeah. Um, over over somebody who's like really a contender. Yeah, over someone who matters. You know, yeah. someone who isn't Sami Zayn. No offense, I love Sami Zayn, but he doesn't matter. Yeah. Cool. What do you think, yeah. AJ? Um, I mean, there- I mean, uh, bef- I, bef- thinking about it, I was like, I was gonna think maybe uh, he was gonna come in as like face uh, set oh, burn it down set yeah burn it down set and maybe like it'll give somebody to build up to finally take over this dickhead Roman Reigns you know right and it's like, yeah yeah and it's brother versus brother like then it's actually something we care about you know what I mean like okay but he came back as um uh, as the character he is now it's cool uh I'm he's my favorite wrestler right now but personally but um you know I, I only think I can only see him as like maybe like doing a storyline type of uh, type of thing, or maybe going for the IC title. Yeah, maybe maybe he's just gonna fight the Mysterios in perpetuity. We don't I know. Hope not. I hope. I hope not either. <laughs> I mean, he's got there's Ray's still got one good eye. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, and um, is there anyone else within these thirty for within these thirty superstars? Do you think whether whether they made a, a great run and you know lasted over twenty minutes or thirty minutes? Whether you're a Riddle or Damian Priest, I don't know he did fifteen minutes, but he had a good Rumble four eliminations. Um, do you think there's anyone in this group that you would either like to see, hopefully get a is on their way to even bigger pushes, maybe when the rumble in a couple of years, maybe again, a big contender match or vice versa. You think somebody, uh, one of these guys are on the brink of uh, greatness. Like I like riddle. I mean, I've, I've talked about, I think he could be an awesome face of the company. Eventually He's very charismatic, funny um, MMA background fights barefoot for anyone. If, who's anyone's in Bruce have gotten trouble for doing that, <laughs> but Hey, he's riddle and he's different. Um, uh, first time he, Hurts his ankle. That's what happened. Uh, when Rusev was uh, with the taped ankles, they let it go, and then as soon as he twisted that ankle in a match, they made him wear boots. Bum, so bum. Riddle, Riddle's got to keep his uh, <laughs> his ankles as tough as possible because if he breaks it, they're going to make him put shoes on. Yeah, we we know ankle injuries are gross, but um, yeah, I think um, Riddle's someone I'd like to see. I I think has a great future ahead. Do you? Any of you guys? Uh, AJ, go first. Okay. I'm still thinking. <laughs> um. Uh. So. This person didn't really do like much of an impact in the world, but it's been somebody who I've been thinking about like recently who I think should not like get a push because they kind of got a push, but they kind of got like absolutely destroyed. And I you think it's still mine. I think Ricochet. I oh, think, no, no. Okay. You didn't say that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Ricochet. Um, I think go, heading in before they fed him to Brock Lesnar, I think he was, he could have been a really nice fan favorite, like somebody who you can make a bunch of toys off of and kids would love him. Ricochet. Yeah, he's like Ricochet, a he's, yeah. yeah, he's like a real life superhero. His, his name is Ricochet. You know what I mean? Like the guy flies everywhere. I, mean, he's just I almost thought overall, you know. I almost thought with the theme of tonight, with the comic book theme and stuff. Yeah, I thought they might actually do something cool with him because he for a while they did run with like the oh look he's like Nightwing and he had the Nightwing yeah. Black mm-hmm. Panther attire on, but like not really. So I almost, I always agree. I thought they were going to do more with him tonight actually, just because of the theme. 
you know, yeah. give him a couple really cool moments where you're like, look, and he's flying. Yeah, you know what uh, I think they should do with him too, though? I think they should uh, pair him up with Mustafa Ali and Retribution. Get rid of so? Slapjack. Yeah, get rid of Slapjack. Get rid of get, slap- get, oh, not get, Slapjack. Get, get rid of these <laughs> Sentimental that, favorite. Get rid of these people that people don't really care about and start using people that, like, you know, aren't really doing anything around. Like, like, like a Ricochet. Like pairing him up with Mustafa, Mustafa Ali and maybe uh, – I forgot his name. Uh, I think his name is T-Bar now. T-Bar like, – which one is T-Bar? T-Bar, what, he was the, the Russian Di- in NXT. Dijakovic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe keep him, but, you know, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they can do something with that. But yeah, Dio Madden's not ready. Whatever the third name. The, yeah. The, I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember Slapjack, and that's it's, it. It's, yeah, simply us not remembering, like, any of their names like that simply shows. I like Slapjack, by the way. When he's yeah. not Slapjack, it's Shane Thorne. <laughs> I really do like Shane Thorne. Yeah. That's why I'm, like, I'm really sad that – actually, I want Slapjack to take over. I want Slapjack <laughs> Mania. Um, make him a comedy character, honestly. I want R-Truth versus Slapjack at – Every pre-show for the next year, uh, for the uh, Universal, <laughs> for the twenty-four-seven uh, title. Why Imagine not? for the Universal. Yeah, for the Universal <laughs> title, that'd be that'd be one heck of an upside-down. That's world. that's Slapjack versus our truth, but uh, <laughs> or we could get, or we can get, you know. Otis and have oh, a photo win for that. Mr. Money in the Bank. <laughs> former Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah, former Mr. Money in the Bank. All right, guys, we've been really pushing this, having a great time. I've been enjoying this. First, do you guys want to do this again for WrestleMania? We should do it. I'm down. I'm I'm watch, I watch them anyway. So. so Yeah, I'll watch it, you know. Have my panel. Cool, cool. Awesome. I appreciate that. So I'll be in the touch with that. Jersey boys round two. <laughs> round two. Oh, yes. So just a, just a couple more funny thoughts just in wrestling in general, and we'll um, sign off here. I'm just going to ask some just general questions and just tell me what comes to mind with them, whether a few things or one thing. Um, let me just ask these. What to – and then, you know, just – Hopefully it leads to other funny things. Can you tell me your favorite wrestling memory, whether as a kid now? What's yours? It could be a few, too. Well, we'll start with um, AJ with this one. Favorite wrestling memory? RVD beating John Cena. at (laughs) Really? In the ballroom. Yep. Why is that? Simply because the way the crowd just absolutely erupted, like it didn't look like, it, yeah, it wasn't like a natural crowd. Like they had signs up, and it it looked like you were in a completely different world. Like this is, wasn't WWE. Like this was wasn't Raw anymore. And you see like John Cena, the soldier, like the the main Vince Vince's guy, come in and just get absolutely like destroyed by the whole crowd. Everybody hates him. Yeah, and like the RVD. It was insane. And then Edge comes in in the middle of the match, spears him through a table, takes off the helmet, looks around, and runs in the back. You got to love everything about it. My middle school mind, I'm sure Ryan feels the same way. I thought that was like so much high stakes with that. I thought John Cena was Well, that match was kind of high stakes, but they squandered everything after. Yeah. They, they launched ECW perfectly. ECW should have been fighting for the – WWE title for like three months if they really wanted ECW to be an actual show, but they didn't. So they, 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 they fell on their face. Yeah. Yeah. And then they built RVD like he was a bad guy. They should have built him like he was the savior of ECW. He could have done yeah. like a cool Seth Rollins thing right now. Yeah. He was a he was like a hero on ECW. He had a cult of ECW followers, yeah. but when he showed up on Raw and SmackDown, they booed Hated. the shit out of him. Yeah. He could have done a cool thing like that. 
a lot of potential. A lot of potential. people love RVD too, man. The ECW got the ECW third brand was such a joke and sad. Like at first, like I said, building up to it, you thought like shit was shit was getting real. They had Kurt Angle go to ECW, but then he just left the company for many years after. You know, having the Sabus, the Tommy CM Dreamer, Punks. Sandman. Yeah, Pusha C a punk. You thought it was it was Johnny real, Nitro, man. I think. They had Johnny Giant Nitro. Nitro was over there for a while, just, yeah. Just turned flat. And can I say I was telling this? Definitely the most the most hilarious nickname I've ever heard of a wrestler and just so so un PC. Sabu's name was the suicidal, genocidal, homicidal Sabu. You essentially you're <laughs> implying he's a genuine killer. He's also Italian. <laughs> what? Because you wanted to know. Yeah, you said what? <laughs> yeah. He's not, uh, not, I don't believe he's any Arab at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, <laughs> Sabu. That scene, that was one match, Cena versus Sabu in Extreme Rules was actually pretty cool. But again, yeah. that was, it just, you know, Joey Styles just falling and just shows a disrespect, the ultimate power trip. Man. And, you know, Crazy. I met John Cena, I think, that weekend before. That when we saw John Cena, yeah, because it was like the weekend of it made sense, you know, right? It go to John Cena and Ashley Massaro, right? Yeah, rest in peace. An yes. hour away from where we were is the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just transition with that. You still have Howard that. Sig- I still have those pictures somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you got hey. it, Seth? <laughs> Oh, I, I was looking over in the corner of the room and I'm like, that that's something that. Man, I wish I had found. I wish I'd found the Cena signature. Oh, I have it. You can see it. It's, I don't have mine the, anymore. I don't know where the, it is. Um, it's in my my parents' house somewhere. I don't know if you could see. It's on the uh, it's between. Oh, I see it. He's up top. Poster. I recognize yeah. the picture. I recognize the picture because it looks like the one I have. Because <laughs> I got it three seconds after you. Above Drake and Red Hot Chili Peppers, yep. next to Lin Manuel, The Rock, Ellen, Rage Against the Machine, Post Malone, Broad City Cast. You know, pretty normal. Pretty normal. <laughs> you know, pretty normal. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that 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 was intense. <laughs> I remember at school thinking, talking, like the one time this was pre-social media, and you actually told your friends like it was that it was either sporting events or this, and um, people would like doing that. People would chant ECW back then in like <laughs> middle school and high school. Yeah, seriously, ECW. they did it. People would chant ECW. It made a legitimate comeback with young people, and then it was really bad. And so we just stopped watching. And they just had the Kelly Kelly just objective. Well, no, I watched Kelly Kelly. What year, what year did that happen? That happened around like 2006, right? 2006, yeah, 2007, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was about, I was only like five. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was five. When that and I remember we were at five. I, I remember when it happened. We were double it was, They were like little, it was like almost like gangs. It was like, oh, what are you, team? You WWE, W or you ECW? <laughs> we were like twelve. Yeah. So we were the we were the people who were chanting ECW. ECW and West Rock. Kids used to fight. Kids used to fight over. They're like, oh yeah, you like ECW? Okay. Okay. Yo, one of my. <laughs> One of my oh, I don't know if you had Ryan, Mr. Anastasia, the uh, teacher, so football coach. On yeah. um, he's like a legit wrestling, well, attitude era. Yeah, we well, have yeah. the uh, um, Austin three sixteen, and you know a lot of people showing that nostalgia who's around that age, like like Big Cat, and uh, from part of my take and the mm-hmm. PFT commentator for wanting. I think KFC's a wrestling fan. Oh, this Rock- year was for us, man. 
specifically. Yeah, they're looking for the I don't, know, the, I don't the know exactly how old you are there, AJ, now that I know. You were only five in 2006. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I, I we uh, this year was definitely the 2000s, this Rumble. was The ruthless aggression era. Ruthless aggression. <laughs> they really should have brought the Thugonomics Cena out again, but I guess he's, he's probably Doctor busy. in Thugonomics band. Doctor Thugonomics was my man. I used to walk around, and on my backpack, I had... Uh, a chain, life. I, I had a chain wrapped on it. It was the, you know, the one that he's a spin around. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I, I had that thing and it shined and all my friends were like, oh, <laughs> that's dope. And I was like, my brother had that. <laughs> when we met John Cena, he said to John, my brother, Verde, he said, hey, you like my chain? And John Cena be John Cena. Yeah, that's a cool chain. Yo, <laughs> 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 you know, Ryan, that ball was packed that day. It was really like, packed. wow, this show was like, man, people do give a shit. And like wrestlers go to that, used to go to that mall all the time. I don't, mm-hmm. They don't do it as much anymore. And then with COVID, yeah. obviously. And the, and the mall's probably closing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yours. My favorite wrestling memory is um, it's. So I'll say the ones that I actually like saw, because um, mm-hmm. I I could talk a match like favorite match will hit on that quick, but um, probably my favorite memory that was like old oh, shit kind of moment was um, Unforgiven 06 was the first like favorite you got, and then it was the two matches the McMahon's DX Hell in a Cell, which I thought at the time was pretty carnage, and I mean it is actually <laughs> bloody and stuff. Yeah, I thought there was crazy. a lot of stakes. But damn, there was just some really bad acting and storytelling. Just <laughs> yeah, none, none of the people in that match were known for their uh, their acting ability. Yeah, it was and, like watching um, an old cheesy movie. Yeah, pretty much. And then, and then see Cena be Edge in that TLC Unforgiven when I thought mm-hmm. well, I was on the line. And then you could see him. And I've heard like back like he was genuinely mad that he won the match. He didn't want to win. Like he thought this would be a great chance to start a heel run. And you can see him visibly angry to win the match. Mm -hmm. It kind of matches the uh, actual disdain, the real heat he got. So in uh, which match are you talking about? You're talking about the uh, the vengeance match with Edge and John Cena at uh, yeah, T- the, oh, the one in Canada, right? The one in yeah. Canada. Toronto throws the two, yeah, which the is three, a really good TLC. Launched him over the ladder in the three tables. Yeah, which is a good TLC Crazy, match. But yeah. um, yo, they beat Edge in mind. Canada. What the hell were they thinking? Yeah, that was crazy. John Cena was like his, at that in his match too. In his they're team. like, we want John Cena to be cheered. Let's be Edge in Canada. Well, that's probably was the beginning of the end of any like like that. He he held off for like a solid year of genuine like for Cena. Then what was it? Oh yeah. six to like sixteen. He they just thought they could throw it down your throat. And uh, it kind of yeah, worked, I guess. You know, what I mean, yeah. we all kind of miss him. <laughs> oh, and uh, I also really liked. Um, I just really like the uh, Boneyard match at Firefly. I know that's recency bias, but it was just like someone who just loves it's okay. it. Like that. Mine are recent cool. too. So. so I'll go with that. Like, wow, this is like, I can show anyone this. So yeah, that's true. those are my picks. What about you, Ryan? Your favorite wrestling memory? Yeah. So I saw uh, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble live, and I saw the first that's ever cool. Women's Main Event at WrestleMania live. So those were both big moments. Where at? Uh, and. Well, the, the women's know. one was at a uh, MetLife. The women's oh, nice. um, Mania, Mania, 30. Mania match. Yeah, the Ronda Rousey, uh, oh, Becky Lynch. And, yeah, that match unfortunately didn't deliver to what I thought it would, but it was, again, it was a historic match. Well, I was everyone too, was actually, excited. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Kofi won that night, too, so we were all excited. Like, everyone was pumped because Kofi won. Yeah. So, like, just, again, 
by the end of that match, I think everyone was a little disappointed. But going into that match, Joan Jet performed. Joan Jet got booed, which is even, which <laughs> <Yeah>. hysterical. Because <laughs> um, everyone, everyone booed a rock and roll legend just because she was doing the song for Ronda Rousey. But um, yeah, but like everyone was rowdy because Kofi had had you know won. He beat Daniel Bryan, which was huge. Um, and then you know, so when it started, they. I didn't boo Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Uh, I was I was in the minority there though. I, everyone else around me was boo, and I was like, "Yeah, Charlotte." <laughs> I was like, "Am I the only one who wants Charlotte to win both these titles?" And the answer is yes. Um, and then when Becky came out, obviously huge ovation. Um, again, the women's Rumble match way better <laughs> than the women's the first women's main event at WrestleMania. Oscar uh, winning was awesome. Um, I was in Philly for that. Another really good crowd. And then, again, because I don't want my only ones to be very recent, I would say one of my favorite uh, storylines was the Rey Mysterio to WrestleMania storyline where he won the World Heavyweight title. I yeah. I don't remember the WrestleMania yep. number now. They all Come win. back story. But, uh, you know, it was right after Eddie Guerrero had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Orton, like, crushed his hopes and dreams. Kurt Angle was the champion, and it became a triple threat. And I love that match still. I love the entrances. Everyone did awesome in that match. Ray won, which was perfect. I loved Ray Mysterio. Uh, so that's probably my my that's, – that's my older moment. I really liked the Ray Mysterio, you know, from ultimate underdog to heavyweight champion story uh, from the Rumble all the way to Mania. So – do you mind if I just add two other things that I really liked? Like looking back, that you um, to your show, bud. In. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> my show. Um, the other two quick memories that I liked was when Seth Rollins cashed in on Brock Lesnar. Oh. I was again that night. I was watching it on a live stream from my iPhone during a fraternity event. Everyone <laughs> there like, I hate you, but bah, 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 bah. and I was <laughs> in the background looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And I pointed out to my friend Jeff, who uh, could not get leverage the shit. He's like, yo, bro, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so that was pretty that was pretty funny. And um and then uh second was uh was when we I saw when we saw WrestleMania twenty two Ryan your house. Yeah that, that uh Mick Foley edge. Oh god. Going I, I watched the, that back. That's hard to watch. Yo, man, the barbed really wire with a bat. You could genuinely damage a person for life. And just that, you just put it through fire. He put it through fire. Yeah, that's that's hard. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Um, even harder to watch is Edge and Foley versus Terry Funk and oh, who's the other one? It was an ECW person. Was it Tommy Dreamer? Tommy Dreamer, yeah. Um, that was even harder to watch. Uh, I learned that as a kid, I really liked the hardcore stuff, but I think that's because I still, I wasn't mature enough to realize how utterly painful all of that has to be. (laughs) Because again, I knew it was fake from the beginning. My parents just told me immediately because I watched it a little older because I was watching it for my teacher. So like, none of this is real. Blanket statement. Don't hit people with chairs. It's all fake. Cool. But because of that, for a while, I didn't, I didn't know how, I didn't really know how it was faked. I was just like, oh, it's fake. But like, there's no way, like, there's no way to be comfortable doing the things that they were doing in that edge and folding mm-hmm. match. Fake or not, th- there's no way to make that not hurt. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm like, it's crazy how like, you can't fake fi- it. You can't fake it. You can't That's fake the fire. Like, you just it's can't. Still real to me, damn it. And I'm like. An edge very, yeah. Edge very well could have lost however many years of his career because of that match too. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy how the flame disintegrated after that. That's pure luck. 
No, I'm sure they planned it a little bit. It wasn't a big fire, but <laughs> I don't know. Just crazy to me. Watching that back, I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I like cheered like a crazy maniac for that. That and uh, the McMahon versus Shawn Michaels street fight at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, that was insane. Because he's like a 60 year old man in that fight, and I mean, yeah, yeah he's jacked. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight Vince McMahon. Maybe now I could take him. Maybe now, maybe, but at the time, for sure not. But I'm like looking back, like he's still sixty something years old. No, the McMahon's have special genes. Yeah, he's getting absolutely annihilated. But he also isn't a wrestler. So like yeah. he can't like he can't like he just takes it. He just takes he, the hits. He, he just takes he doesn't know what to do. Head. Yeah, he just he's falls like, on me, his face. Me. Yeah. I'm like, this is insane. This is elder abuse. And <laughs> But the elder is a scary, scary man. So <laughs> in the um, Hell in a Cell with Triple H, though, I wish I'd, I didn't know. But now I know that that's his actual Triple H's actual father-in-law. He hits yeah. him, girl in the back <laughs> of the neck with a sledgehammer that just breaks apart. That's a weird, oh, Chris, that's a weird Christmas God. that year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just that whole feud. Like, dang. Oh, man. <laughs> How does that uh, the spirit squad? The freaking spirit squad, oh, dude. Goats, whole bunch of goats right there. <laughs> hey, Mikey, Mikey, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is Dolph Ziggler now. He's- we are the spirit squad, yeah. <laughs> dude. Tri- you know the the. The Vince McMahon stuff alone. I mean, he uh, shaved his head for a future president, even though we know what happened. Yeah. In 2007, what innocent times. It was cool. <laughs> the host of The Apprentice gets stunned. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, guys, can you just quickly tell me uh, your, what are just, if we had that we haven't touched already, just some other just insane things we've seen because of wrestling, whether it's a skit or a match or stuff like, for instance, we know about, uh, <laughs> we know about, um, Page and Xavier was getting caught with a sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's funny is they impl- implemented that in his door. He's like, Kofi and Vic, he's just like, yo, Xavier, you got something to tell us. Like, <laughs> yes. Thanks for the balls for doing that. Or oh, and just, when, the, when the Usos uh, um, talked about it on TV when they were doing the rap when they did the rap battle, yeah. <laughs> Wale is the judge. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Oh man, that's bad. <laughs> they could not get that. What other, what other crazy moments have I seen? Um, hmm. I mean, this is crazy. A match, not crazy. Yeah, uh, crazy, not crazy like that. Just pretty not much crazy anything page. crazy you see because of wrestling. Anything, we watch, I used to watch a, a show. Crazy, no. I used to watch a show called Lucha Underground as well, um, which is a wrestling show on El Rey Network. Uh, had some people. John Morrison, Ricochet, Ricochet. Yeah. Um, he went a different name. He was Prince Puma in that one. And they had a match, actually, the two of them. And this is the first time I've seen it because, again, WWE would never do this, mostly because it's a three-hour show. Um, but they had one match. It was Johnny Mundo, which is John Morrison, versus Prince Puma, which is Ricochet, for the Lucha Underground Championship. And it was the entire show. <laughs> it was just those two. And I watched. I was like, oh, my God. Like, an hour, you know, compared to three hours, an hour is like, everyone's like, three hours is too long. Make it two hours. Make it an hour and a half, right? And then you watch two people wrestle for an hour and a half. 
by themselves. Because again, you, the Royal Rumble, Edge went for an hour, but he also chilled out in the corner. You know, took you yeah. know, two minute breaks, five minute breaks. Again, I couldn't do it, but theoretically, an athlete could do that. But when it's just two of you, <laughs> there's no one else to like take the heat for you. It's, it's just another level. Yeah. And watching that, I was like, this is insane. And of course, it's you know, it's an indie promotion, so they're jumping off of stuff. They're going through tables. Uh, they had. The, they they really liked the glass bulbs, like those long light bulbs you put oh, in. Oh, like, yeah. And they just freaking smash the hell out of those. Every, they explode when they hit, too. So they liked to just hit the shit out of each other with those things. And then uh, I remember John Morrison took a super kick and just went limp and, like, fell off of the top of, like, the office thing. I can't, I'm not explaining it well because, it, again, the way that it was set up, that it was very high up, kicked, oh, crumpled down, and fell. Yeah. It was where the office is, where Dario Cueto's office was. Um, Their whole setup was fell. crazy. Yeah, yeah, was, and, was, yeah no, I really love that show. I wish that that yeah. show was still on. But um, Yeah, Matt, you need to check that out. I they, yeah, that that one match them. in particular, I was like, oh yeah. my god. Three hours. Just, one of them's just going to die. If this match <laughs> yeah. will end when one of them just physically can no longer fight. And again, Obviously, you knew it was staged. This was not a long time ago. This was recently, uh, you know, a few years ago. But I was like, one of them's just going to give up. (laughs) John Morrison's just going to be like, nope, I'm done. I'm retiring mid-match. I can't do this anymore and just walk away uh, while he can still physically walk. And it was just crazy to watch them literally fight all over the place, jump off of everything. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Their whole set's crazy because, like, they have like the, a little office thing. It's literally, it literally looks like a set that you could buy. Like, at, like it looks yeah. like a sound. It was a sound stage. Yeah. Matt would know it's a sound stage. It's not an arena. Yeah. They had yeah. the audience were in bleachers around the freaking ring. Like, yeah, it was I remember the, I, or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember the wrestler used to jump off the bleacher and hook on for the championships. I remember it was like yeah. a, it was like a tag match. It was like a three way. And I well, forgot. Yeah, because remember, they didn't have tag teams. It's three yep. people. It's trios. It was yep. the singles championship, and there was the trios championship. <laughs> yep. And That's I forgot his name. He had, he had black and green gloves. Um, oh, uh, Angelico. He was my man. Yeah, I, I love Angelico. He's on AEW mm-hmm. now. Yeah, he jumped off. I like that of, name. Uh, he jumped off the top of like the sound stage, and he landed on like three crazy. guys. Insane. That team was awesome. Insane. That yeah. team was just with the girl, random. With the girl, it was yeah. on Helico and Son of Havoc. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they were just insane. That team made no sense. That was the whole point of the team. They were, yep. <laughs> they were like Shayna and Nia are now. They, none of them liked each other, but they needed a championship, and so they oh. all teamed up for the trios title. But they ended up being my favorite team on the yeah. entire show. And they had the belts for a little bit. Yeah, no, they they were. I think they were the inaugural champions. They won the tournament to crown the first champions, and they held on to it for a little while. But yeah, that show was crazy. But that match was crazy, and I was like, man, that's what made me want to go to an indie show. I've not been to an indie show yet. Obviously, yeah, yeah. COVID, like a high school place, like that. Yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, I would do that too. But like to go to one of those like sound set, I, I would want oh, to go okay. to like a pro wrestling gorilla or like a Ring of Honor or something like that. Something a little bigger where I might be able to know one or two of the people. Um, but yeah, that's what made me want to do one of those shows where like the fans are kind of involved. Um, where, cause in, you know, in wrestling, the big wrestling promotions, the fans are in the back and they're watching the show, but in these smaller ones, the fans are a part of the show for sure. You know, it's like anytime I got nervous, if I saw like new Jack, Re- new Jack, Re- oh, well, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'd be afraid I'd say oh something god, too loud Jack. and I'd get stabbed. Oh my god. Oh Genuinely. My god. Oh man, the story. He's a genuinely scary person. Like he's not yes. a wrestler. Yeah. He's a scary person. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, Ugh. absolutely insane. Watch the vice thing on him. 
Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. the dark side of the ring yeah, on New dark Jack. Side of the really good. Yeah, really good. First show. thing he said, well, he said then that, yo, OJ's my homeboy. Like when he was on trial, <laughs> I was. That's like, the worst thing. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just getting what I heard. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was his lawyer, I'd be like, don't say that. Why are you saying that? Chill. <laughs> oh man, what a time. Worst thing I heard is when he said he missed when he was trying to throw that guy, and they're like, did you try and throw him through those tables? He goes, nah, I was trying to miss the tables. <laughs> what? <laughs> human beings man human beings and i guess all the laws one thing is just seeing undertaker throw off man oh my god undertaker i totally forgot about that uh i i had a a friend tell you about this i uh went to um this is when uh john moxley was still in uh, wwe as dean ambrose Mm -hmm. and it was when he had like when he had the ic belt and he took it from uh this was after Roman Reigns announced he had leukemia and he left. Yep. Yeah. And, and then Dean turned on Seth and then took the IC belt off him. Yes. I, I, up, I had one of those live shows at, at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And it, I knew that they were going to face and we all knew that they were going to take the title off Dean at a live show. So it was right, just more of like, awesome. yeah, it was more of just to see them wrestle. And they right. turned it into a steel cage match. <laughs> it, it was the most insane thing. They went for about like 45 minutes just strictly wrestling in the middle of the ring. And it was really good. And then I remember um, that's all we were promised. And really, okay, cool. Let's leave. And all, <laughs> and all you hear is all the, all the lights turn off, right? And then the Undertaker music hits. And we're all like, no way. And then they fooled us. They turned it off and they were like, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, oh, man. Uh, that's mean. And then, yeah. And then, and then they pulled out with the John Cena music and we're all like, John Cena's not here. And then he actually comes out. Yeah. And we're like, oh. Yo, the Crazy. W. I've heard those live shows are better to go to. They're fun, I've been told. I, like I said, the only live, again, to the WrestleManias and stuff, but I went to Raw Live, but. That's it's TV, right. so like they have a lot of breaks yeah. and stuff. Whereas like a live show, there's no breaks. It's they can do whatever the they show. want. Yeah, 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 man. But that would be cool to go to one of those too. But we yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Th- those are definitely fun. Definitely should in a non-COVID world. But yo, I want to go to AEW. The only problem is they don't tour really. Oh yeah, they're based yeah, out of Florida, so I'd have yeah, to get down to Florida. Yeah, an hey, AEW show. You don't need. They'll let you in there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll give it some time. Definitely. Yeah, won't. I don't know if I want to go right now. <laughs> we could take a break for that. But, yo, guys, we've been killing it for a long time. I really enjoyed this whole convo. I hope you guys had just as much fun. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, yep. again, I definitely want to do this again for Mania if you want to. Both of you. I'll be around. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's, it's two nights, though. So you got to do two of them or you're going to wait till the end of night, night two? I feel the uh, end of night two would make the most sense, but uh, I agree. It'll be epic yep. though. And you'll have a lot of good things to talk about, but we yeah. have to write some notes down for day one and then head into day two. <laughs> Paul Burchill's going to come back as a pirate. That's my <laughs> guess. It's my I guess. But yeah, we'll definitely do this again in April and then just other productive conversations in general, wrestling and non-wrestling involved, but you guys are awesome. You know, I'm huge Absolutely. fans of both of you. Just thank you Thanks. so much for taking the time for doing this. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. pleasure to be here. All right, but I mean, Baptist, is there anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? No, that's it. Watch the tweet cap. Yes, yeah, I'm all, right. yeah, I'm all good. All right, definitely check out the tweet cap on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And these are my two amazing guests. 
Seriously. Top, I'll go as far as top 10 people yeah, I know in this world right now. Sure. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Fernandez, Ryan Pace, couldn't thank you guys enough, and you guys are the best. Thank you guys. Nice talk to you guys. Um, guys. All right. Yeah, great that, talk, guys. Have a good night, guys. Right, have a good day, guys. Good night. Oh, what a great show! Awesome times with AJ. Awesome times with Ryan. Lots of laughs, lots of good vibes, lots of reminiscing about the great entertainment avenue known as sports entertainment. Thanks for joining us today regarding that. I really appreciate you guys. We'll be back here tomorrow with the great O&H done as we talk about a lot of important issues regarding the film industry, regarding entertainment, where the conversation is woke, inspiring, and very insightful. O&H Dunn joins me tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we have Alessandro Viviano join the Productive Conversations podcast to talk about his content creation, Brooklyn Nets basketball, Robin Hood, which, you know, has been such a big story the past two weeks. He joins us Wednesday, and then Thursday we have the incredible, the magnificent, and the great friend I have known as Jake Campbell. Talk about movies, talk about the Super Bowl, and talk about a lot of other great things in life. And also on Thursday I will give you my predictions regarding the big game, Super Bowl 55, Chiefs vs. Bucks. And then, don't forget... Special bonus podcast on Friday where I talk about the merchandise store that is opening for the Productive Conversations podcast. And like I said, I'd like to thank our friends at Taylor Brands and our friends at Zazzle for making it possible. So very exciting, very fun, and I just appreciate you guys for tuning in and letting me get the chance to entertain, inform, and inspire you the greatest listeners and audience in the world. I thank you so much for tuning in. And with that, I couldn't thank enough my great guests, Ryan Page, Anthony Fernandez. Thank you for coming on. I'll see you all in 24 hours with a great O&H done. But with that, enjoy your Monday. Stay safe. And I will see you all very, very soon. Peace.